everybody. It's Monday, June 14th, and that means it's time for another episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia, Nonprofit Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Cecilia Sapp. I'm the principal and founder of Road Tulips Nonprofit Consulting. And I just wanted to share with our global audience that here in the United States, it's Flag Day, and that's the day that we think about the history of our country and what that flag represents. So I encourage you to do the same with your country's flag. I'm here today with my co-host, Agnes, and I'm going to throw it over to Agnes to say hello and introduce herself. Thank you, Cecilia. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening to our global audience, wherever you're joining us from. My name is Agnes Amos Coleman. I'm an author and a consultant. Over to you, Cecilia. Great. Thank you, Agnes. And we are really pleased today to have as our guest, Patrick Fontink who is with the CVB for Brussels, Belgium, and they are called Visit Brussels. Patrick's gonna share his views of the future of meetings and events. Welcome, Patrick. Would you like to say hello and tell us a little about yourself? Hello, good morning, everyone. I am Patrick Bunting. I'm the CEO of Visit Brussels, which is in charge of the promotion of uh, Brussels for meeting, but also for leisure, tourism, and for culture in Brussels. Oh, that's great. Welcome, Patrick. And I know as things are starting to open up after the lockdown restrictions are easing all over the world, we are all looking forward to going to other places and seeing people in person. So what do you see from Brussels as uh, the future of meetings? Do you think people are going to really be visiting more this year or do you think it's going to be more in 2022? I think the, the, the big issue is really to see how the airplane company is going to bring again their offer online. I mean, the, the biggest issue is still the connecting between the, the, the different countries. We know that the offer for the moment in terms of airplane is quite low. Uh, it's beginning a little bit up. Internal Europe is still really difficult for long haul, but uh, we do believe that the situation is going to improve beginning of next year in January. It's still going to be really difficult up to the end of this year. Now, there is many decisions into the European country to open a little bit more the borders, mm. especially for vaccinated people, which is going to give us a little bit more of opportunity to promote again the destination. But we need to be honest. I really think that we cannot expect a complete return at the normal situation before 23 or 24. It was going to take times because airplane company need times to bring their offer back completely on the market. Hmm. Oh, that's a really good point. So 2024, that actually makes a lot of sense, I think, for everything hmm. to be back up to speed. So. In the meantime, Patrick, what have you been doing in Brussels uh, since there's lockdown restrictions? You know, people here in the U.S. have been trying different things, uh, different ways of interacting with their audience. Has Brussels done anything unique within the lockdown? But I think we have quite a big opportunity. I mean, we are the, the capital of Europe. That means mm -hmm. that all the political decision about Europe is taking place in Brussels. Oh. That's mean, if you want to say something in Europe, you have to say it in Brussels because it's where the thing is decided. And that's mean, you know, Brussels is quite not a really big city. It's only one million inhabitants, which is quite small as a city. But there is the city where everything is decided for Europe. Mm -hmm. That's mean in terms of association business. We are really the, the capital of association business with more than 2,000 
international association in Brussels, exactly the same number that it, we, you have in Washington, mm -hmm. DC. Uh, that means that it's really important that the people come for the meeting into Brussels. Mm -hmm. But what is, we are a little bit, uh, let's say, more optimistic than the other destination in Europe because we do not have really large infrastructure of 10,000 or 20,000 people like we can mm -hmm. find in other places in Europe. The average size for our meeting is 3,000 to 4,000 people. Mm -hmm. This kind of meeting in the future, we know that many people, many meetings are going to be hybrids on the hybrid model. That means that for this amount of people, you can organize one in Brussels, one in Asia, one in the US, and we have exactly the perfect size for the association business to organize this kind of hybrid meeting in Brussels. Mm -hmm. And what we have put in place, we are really working with the supplier really closely to develop this uh, supply offer. And on the website of Visit Brussels, you can find all the company in Brussels, which can really provide a really good uh, hybrid uh, model of meeting on the market now. Ah, interesting. I was uh, listening to, I mean, I was reading something about uh, South Africa, how the Convention Visitors Bureau is really coming up with innovative ideas in reimagining the space. So they're not only using the space for convention, of course, because of COVID, it's impacted how they do business. They're now using it as a kind of a, a film uh, production center. So there's a lot of imaginative ways going on. And I kind of agree with you with Brussels being a small uh, country and, and the space and how unique it is. But I'm very interested, Patrick, on some of the strategies that Brussels is taking as a key preventive uh, strategies to bring guests back uh, post COVID. Even if they wanna you know, come to the city, I'm sure there's some of the strategies in place. So if you can share that with us, particularly being a, a, a conference planner myself, I wanna be able to uh, give my audience or my board the level of comfort to say, you know, Brussels is ready. Uh, so share with us what some of those strategies are. Okay. We have put several things in place. First of all, I, I think we know that we have to, to leave even when we are vaccinated. This virus is not going away in one or two years time. That I think everybody is understand why not. What we have to work really hard with the, the, the different structure in Brussels, the different place for Congress, the hotel, is really to develop an infrastructure which is COVID safe. We have put in place an international, the Brussels, if, healthy label, which is not approved by the Belgian authority, but was really approved by European authorities, saying that the place which is taking this label is, is guaranteed that they make all the measures necessary to give the best security as possible for the guests coming in. I think this is really important. We need, we need really to reassure that everything is done in Brussels to guarantee the security of every single businessman coming for a Congress into Brussels. And we have put a, little, um, a lot of efforts on this. And now we have more and more hotels, conference center, which is taking this level, but just taking this measure to be sure that the full guarantee for the security of their guests. That's really something really important for us. That's interesting. Um, Agnes, did you have a follow-up? That all sounds really interesting. And this is really more your expertise than mine. 
No, I, I think it's very interesting to see. And, and this, uh, this structure that you set up in Brussels, is it something that's going to, for your stakeholders that's involved, do they have to go for a training to get the certification or to get on board? Or is it just something that you trust them on an honor system to, to make happen? So how do they become part of it? How do they become, uh, I would say, compliant with, with all those elements that you've just talked about, Patrick? No, it's not only just saying that they are going to make an effort. They just they need to the they need to follow training. The staff need to follow training. But even more, there is a control behind. It. There is someone which is going to control if the venue is correct, is being taking the correct measure. It's not you know, something that we give it really easily. It's quite difficult to have it. And even we have decided, you know, for. The people which is only dealing with local business are not going to take this label because it's difficult to have it. That is really the big sister that is going to use it because it needs investment of time, of money, but it's certainly also a bit of training. We will continue and we have already set up many different types of training to train the staff of all the different structures to be sure they use properly the different measures which is the token to avoid any contamination of COVID in mm -hmm. Brussels. That's great. Thank you. That is great to hear. And that's such a great <laughs> example, I think, for the United States as well. We're also working on that. But I think it's always good to look and see if what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier, Patrick, something about the borders and easing border crossing restrictions and letting people move a little more freely again. Some people have been talking about uh, COVID-19 vaccine passports, and mm -hmm. it, it kind of goes back and forth. Um, you know, people in the U.S., we don't need them to go from state to state, but, mm -hmm. it, you know, it could be a possibility just to go to Canada. So I'm wondering, what is your view on that? Do you think, I mean, you're in Brussels, you're in the middle of a cosmopolitan city that's at the heart of international politics. So what do you think about that? Do you think that is a possibility? It's going to be in, in Europe. Uh, all the European countries are going to be agree on a vaccine, not a vaccine passport, but a, a COVID passport mm -hmm. uh, end of July. And this COVID passport, uh, you have different possibilities. It's not only the vaccination. That means that we're not going to oblige everyone to be vaccinated. Okay. There is different opportunity. You can be either vaccinated, you mm -hmm. can either if token a test 72 hours before coming into Europe and mean if the test is negative, you can come. Either you have already had the COVID and you are protected. That's the three way you can have this passport and you can come into Europe. That's mean it's quite easy to come. I mean, we are not going to oblige everybody to have a vaccine. We just want to be sure that the people coming to Europe is not COVID and don't risk anything for it. Oh, that's really good to hear because, so that means basically if you're vaccinated, you're fine, but as long as you're not infected, you can still come in. I, I saw that some countries now are having uh, different entry points for people mm -hmm. who are coming from what's considered a hot spot. I don't know if they're doing that in Belgium. Uh, but just just to check people out, I guess, and see if they need to be in quarantine. Uh, I know that quarantines have been really affecting a lot of international events. I think mm -hmm. the most notorious one this year was the Australian Open mm -hmm. uh, with the, the 10 days 
for some people, but not others, and it affected performance. So these are some of the other things to keep in mind. Um, but what are some of the reasons? We have a few minutes left here, Patrick. So you're looking toward 2024 for really everything coming back. What are some reasons for people to bring their meeting to Brussels? I mean, you know, it's already what I said. You know, it's important for the moment, especially with this crisis, we really need to be at the place where the, going, the things are going to be decided. Mm -hmm. And that's what offer Brussels. We have 2,000 press correspondents from all over the world living every day in Brussels, communicate every day in Brussels. That's the, the, the city in the world there is more communicating in the press. There is the world where there is the more people in politics which decide for all the European countries. You know, it's really beginning a decision center. And I think, especially for the association business, which is main of the focus, it's really to try to make the, the company, but the law, the mm -hmm. evolution of the law. I mean, the only place when you can have all this just next to your meeting, and even you can invite people from the press, you can invite people from the European Parliament to explain it. They, we can help also people to have someone to speak of the meeting. You know, it, it's really easy to bring somebody for the European Commission just to have a talk of half an hour because they live five minutes away from your meeting center. <laughs> and that's something that's really easy in Brussels. And I say, if you really want to change the way your business is done in Europe, mm -hmm. The only place to come to do it is in Brussels. Well, so it's obviously a cosmopolitan area. It's full of leaders. It's full of decision makers. But when people go to a meeting, like especially if you're in the United States and you go to a beautiful place like Brussels, you also yes. want to do a little sightseeing. So Absolutely. what are some of those kind of fun things people might want to do in Brussels? You know, Brussels, uh, it's like a little bit, it's the small New York Yes. of Europe. You know, we have more than 180 nationalities. We are the most diverse city after Dubai in the world. Mm. We are more diverse than New York. If you want to see a place where all the culture of Europe, but not only of Europe, of all the world is mixing together, you can come to Brussels. I'll just give you an example. My, my, I have two children. They are educated in a Brussels school. They are not educated in an international school. They are in a Brussels schools. And in the classroom of my two child, there is 25 kids. And in each school, there is only six person, which is Brussels. 19 other are coming from other country. That means that's really, you know, a big opportunity to see what is the different kind of culture you can think when you come to Europe. If you want to discover Europe and to feel the different kind of culture that you can have Europe, come first to Brussels and you will see it. You can live it. There is plenty of place where you can really feel this different type of culture which is mixed together in Brussels. I couldn't agree more. I've been to Brussels and uh, I really enjoyed it. And not only is it culturally diverse and of course the political center of Europe, uh, it's also easily accessible. As soon as, if you're coming from North America and you fly into Brussels, 
Uh, getting around to other European countries is so easy. You can do it driving, you can do it by train. So I do agree with you, Patrick. I think you do have a unique city uh, uh, where, of course, we meeting planners can, will definitely enjoy uh, bringing our, our guests. So definitely, definitely. Well, so I, you were going to say something. That is one of the only major cities in Europe I have not visited. So I'm really looking forward to come quickly then. <laughs> so I've been all the other major capitals. It's been great. You know, and believe it or not, we're at actually need to wrap up the episode for this week. It's been a great conversation. Uh, Patrick, thank you again for joining us. We're always happy to hear the viewpoint from outside the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. because that gives us a new perspective. So we always like to ask our guests near the end of the episode, to, what is the one thought you would like the audience to take away today from this conversation? And then how can they get in touch with you if they want to learn more about bringing a meeting to Brussels? If you want to be heard in Europe, sit in Brussels. <laughs> and how can they get in touch with you? Oh, they can go directly on the website www.visit.brussels and you have all the contact number of all the different person, whatever you want to come for a meeting, for leisure reason, if you want to, to that we help you to organize your meeting with full different service as possible to help you to organize everything you need into Brussels. That's fantastic. Thank you. That sounds like the next meeting destination in my point of view. <laughs> so, uh, I on behalf of myself and Agnes, we want to thank Patrick Fontink of Visit Brussels for sharing his view of the future of meetings with us and encouraging us to come visit Brussels so we can be immersed in international culture and European thought. So thanks again, Patrick, and uh, do visit the website, uh, Visit Brussels. So uh, we need to wrap up. We need to go rogue for now, as we like to say, but learn more about Rogue Tulips at our website, roguetulips.com. We offer a broad variety of nonprofit consulting and association management services. And we also encourage you to check out the 501C League, which is a virtual member group and online learning community for everyone in the nonprofit community and the people who love them. Check them out at the 501Cleague.net. So on behalf of all of us, thanks for joining. And we'll be back next time. See you then. See you.